right, uh, this is the uh, next edition of the Concrete Pilots podcast, and I have on my personal physical therapist. His name is Adam. He has done amazing things for me. Um, for one, for just one example, I went to him about 15 years ago from uh, having spraining my ankles on and off all year round. Uh, I don't remember the exact year. I think it was 10, no, probably about 15 years ago, give or take a year. And I went to Adam and he helped me immensely, so much so. And I'm not bragging and I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, making this more than what it is. He literally has stopped me from getting sprained ankles for over 15 years now. And that's not something I take lightly because I'm not on the younger side anymore. And I skate with people who roll their ankles all the time, roll their knees, uh, hip problems because of me being in skateboard so long. And I've tried to tell all my older guy friends, all my mid-age friends that they could get help from him. And um, he's just a, a really great guy and he really tells you like it is. Um, no sugarcoating. He tells you like it is. And uh, that's kind of what I really like about him. And so, hey, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Ezra. Yeah, I get down and dirty quickly and just give people the honest opinion that they want and get them out of the door so they can probably skate some more. Yeah, hopefully, exactly. Hopefully some more of my exercises while they're doing it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, your your website is the triedandtruephysio.com. And your, uh, let's see here, your phone number is 619-444-6113. And the address is the 700 North Johnson Avenue, Suite G, El Cajon, California, 92020. And hopefully, uh, you know, Suite G. Yeah, and hopefully my friends, uh, you know, catch on to this and see, you know, the love I'm trying to spread here uh, because it's, uh, it's a good thing. Yeah, I really I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on, Ezra, and uh, all the nice things you said, um, you know. So um, I'm happy that you've had 15 years of uh, ankle sprain free. I hope you're tapping on something wood over there because you know tomorrow, of course, yeah. is going to be you sprain that ankle, and then well, I'll treat it again, and then we'll, we'll do another 15 years of free ankle sprains. Yeah, that's funny. No, but seriously, I have wood, but no, I don't. I don't do the knock on wood thing. All right, so I'm glad you have wood. So the first question is. As a physical therapist, do you see physical therapy for skateboarding as something temporary or ongoing in the whole scope of it? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. From you know the beginning of any sport you start doing, I think a physical therapist, uh, a, a good one, can really help you understand biomechanics and you know physiology of your sport and and try to improve your sport as much as we can. But uh, when you are feeling pain or injured, the physical therapist's job would be to prevent an injury and keep you skating and then maybe even make you a little better than you were before you got hurt uh, after which. And then, so yeah, it's going to be an ongoing forever kind of thing where you're always going to need some expert in physical medicine to be with the athletes all the way from uh, the per person that is uh, just getting on the board to the professional 
uh, skater. Yeah, yeah. And so do you, so I guess what that means is it, because wouldn't you attribute like physical therapy to strengthening, right? Well, you know, <clears throat> most physical therapists, um, depending on who they are, unfortunately, they might just do strengthening, they might just do uh, muscle re-education, but really physical therapy should include the gamut of exercise uh, from strengthening to endurance to power and uh, re-education. The reason why you don't sprain your ankles is because we re-educated your ankles to know where they are in, in space, and so they don't over-rotate or go out while you're on the board, or even if you fall, they're strong enough and powerful enough to not let your ankle roll, and that's what um, improved your your ability and your function to do your sport. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's an, it's it's so crazy. I really thank you so much for that, and hopefully, my other friends that are out there spraining their ankle every so often can hear this and maybe kind of get some insight on it. And really, it is a pretty simple uh, exercise regime. It's nothing specific. You just have to do some balance and some agilities and, and make it into your habit, and and like you did. And if you didn't, uh, you'd still be spraining your ankle. Yeah, yeah. So as a real selfish question, as far as a skateboarder goes, what is your opinion on these massage guns that you see all over the internet with this, like, it's like, it looks like a drill and it has like that thing on the end of it and you like shove it into your thigh or shove it into your hip or, or something. The reciprocating saw uh, with a rubber ball at the end of it. Um, Yeah. I mean... We call that soft tissue mobilization, you can call it uh, adhesion breaking, or whatever it is. Uh, unfortunately, what happens with things like that is it does create a pain relief initially, and we end up overdosing the use of these things, I and mean, even using the uh, lacrosse balls and the therapy canes and, and all these things that cause pressure and a little immune response in your tissues. You get pain relief and people feel better, but then they end up starting to feel worse because they keep doing it, then they overdo it, and then they keep doing it because they get into this, like, I don't know, uh, a snowball effect of pain and then relief and then pain and then relief, and they think they're treating themselves, and what actually is happening is the overuse of that, let's call it a uh, treatment, causes an injury and causes a chronic pain Mm. when you eat too much. And so I'm not a big fan of using these things, but I am a big fan of it's something that you don't have to buy, which is your own thumb or round rock at the uh, skate park or even another person's finger or thumb pushing on the muscle that hurts and calming it down, but not so much that you're trying to break anything. Yeah, yeah. So so a little bit is okay? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit of everything is okay. The dose makes the poison on everything. Yeah. So if you do a little bit of light pressure and some massage on that thing with those... Uh, massage guns it's going to improve uh, circulation you're going to enjoy it you're going to feel less pain and you do a little bit you'll be fine uh, it's when people just say oh well, a little bit's good so then a lot must be better yeah. and then they end up hurting themselves and cause well swelling and inflammation and pain and then tightness and then they do it again and then oh, there we go again we get into that circle of pain the cycle yeah what what is you i mean like for me you know i when i came to you with the sprained ankle and we've worked on a bunch of things over the years back and shoulder i remember I had that shoulder thing that you really helped me out on and i still do those exercises and i haven't had that problem anymore 
What what other sport do you see similar that has that gets the similar injuries that skateboarders do or even do you at all? Have you seen anything like that? Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know what's crazy is uh, skateboarders, you know, they sprain their ankles and they break the bones and they get concussions and things like that because they have such um, large falls and have a lot of power in their sport. So if you think about the other sports that have power like that, I mean, you could go with um, any gymnastics person. Mm. They're jumping and doing all those flips, landing on their ankles and landing on their wrists all day long. Uh, They get hurt like that. Rugby players, football players... Um, I would say bike riders like doing like, um, I wouldn't say road bike because those guys generally, um, don't fall off their bikes. And when they do, it's something much more, um, intense of an injury than anybody else. But the people that do off-road biking, Mm. you know, they're crashing all the time and spraining their ankles and hurting their shoulders. Yeah. Uh, but really, you know, athletics in general, um, when you overdo it and you have a lot of power and a hard concrete quick stop, it's a perfect um, you know example of how to get hurt. But it's enjoyable, so keep doing it and, and try to prevent them somehow. Yeah. You know, I never tell people to stop doing their sport um, unless it's going to be completely dangerous for them. Yeah, yeah, and we've talked about that over the years too. You know, it it the thing is is that not everyone that hears this podcast is going to be able to come to San Diego to go to your and get your services. What do you like let's say somebody's listened to this in Texas or Florida or New Jersey. What do you what a, what does that person look for to find someone as as uh as thorough and as effective as what you do, you did for me. How do they look for that person? Because you know, when you look in the on online, there's a bunch of physical therapists everywhere. You know, yeah, they're everywhere. They really are. And I and I've and like I told you in the past, I had been to other places where they had kind of physical therapists training kind of facilities, and I never got the outcome that I got when I saw you. And a lot of those physical, other physical therapists, you know, I can say this now because I've had so much experience, but a lot of those other physical therapists, I feel now they told me what I wanted to hear. Unlike what you did is you told me what I didn't want to hear. You know what I mean? And it's like, so what do they look for in other states to find someone that's like you? Or is that even possible? I mean, I'm everywhere. I'm, I'm special here, and I, I feel like I give the best, fit, best the best treatment, pardon me. But honestly, there's a couple of simple questions that you should ask of every treater that you have. I don't care if it's a physical therapist or a doctor. Uh, the first question I ask anybody that I even go see is, you know, when's the last time that you really looked into what you believe and tried to prove yourself wrong? Mm. So... Uh, it's a weird thing to ask a doctor or a physical therapist, and it's kind of nerve-wracking sometimes because it's like, okay, it's a little argumentative. Yeah. But they, they've looked at how long it takes evidence and changes in evidence to get to medical care, and it's an average of 17 years. So somebody that's smarter than me, uh, that's a PhD in, in physical therapy and human movement and treatment, does a good uh, quality study on treating... Uh, you know, ankle sprains, and they say, Hey, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't be icing ankle sprains, yeah, anymore. 
and then it's a really good study, and it's, it's good. It's, it's true. We shouldn't ice them anymore uh, initially. And then 17 years later, they start adopting that information, maybe. But a lot of them don't want to. They just want to stick with what they're doing because it's comfortable, it's easy, it mm. worked in the past, and it's frustrating as hell for people because they're like, okay, well, I'm not getting much better. And uh, so the first question is, uh, I ask of my doctors, and I think people should always ask, what do you do to keep updated? You know, do you debunk yourself? Do you make sure that your biases are, are taken care of? And it's just a weird question again. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, well, I want to know I'm getting the up-to-date treatment, not treatment from when um, it was 1995. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a really, God, that's so insightful. And that makes, I'm going to start using that. I guess it's you're, to say, I guess to say a less confrontational way to be would, would be like, hey, you know, you go to a, a doctor or you go to a physical therapist. The first question, maybe you say like, what's the latest thing you've learned in the past three months? Yeah, yeah. And then they can, they can say, well, I learned, um, I learned this. But, so what happens, unfortunately, is what did I learn? I learned what I wanted to learn. Right. I wanted to learn that um, those therapy guns fix everybody. So I went to a therapy gun educational seminar, and I learned how to use a therapy gun. So now I use it on everybody. Yeah. And so, um, or I use how to use ortho. I learned how to use orthotics, and now I sell them, and everybody gets an orthotic now. Um, and and so humans, we love to you know like look at what we we're biased towards. You may bias yourself towards hey, um, skateboarding improves people's lives. Yeah, uh, but improving, you know, decreasing their heart attack risk because it's exercise, and, and you know what, you're probably right. But maybe there's better ways. But you're gonna say no, it's skateboarding for sure because that's my bias. And so physical therapists will say, you know, I'm really interested in joint manipulation, so I think joint manipulation fixes everything. So it's hard to say to your to your new treater of how much do you prove yourself wrong. Yeah. But that's the only question you can ask yeah. to, to see their reaction. And so if they get offended and they're like, well, why would I prove myself wrong? Because the only way to prove is to show that you're doing the thing that works the best is to make sure you're not wrong. Yeah. And that, that's the way science works. We're always trying to debunk or prove ourselves wrong rather than try to prove ourselves right. God, I think, I think that's the question right there that's going to make the podcast. That's a great, <laughs> that's a great answer too. What do you... My, my next question is, what do you, you know how you help me strengthen my knees and my ankles and all that stuff and, and, and stop me from getting the sprained ankles, you know, because of the, the exercises and all the things you told me to do. Am I, am like, am I a unique case because I stayed with it? Or do you hear this from, you know, other people often? So you're a unique case because you stuck with the exercises and you, you never stopped doing them. Uh, the, the, the statistics on it are everybody, including physical therapists, stop doing the exercises that helped them initially, and they just keep going with what they love to do. I mean, I'm a runner, and uh, I'm supposed to do these strengthening exercises for my legs to improve my running, but, you know, nine weeks out of ten, I'll run and then go, oh, damn it, I forgot to do my exercises to kind of improve my leg strength so yeah. I can be a better runner. So you're not you're odd you're you're beneficially odd <laughs> yeah. because you're doing them like I asked you to but you're not odd because if everybody did that they would be better off they'd be the same as me yeah 
Yeah, they probably. I mean, injuries happen. You, you can't prevent all injuries no matter what we do. Uh, even sitting in a padded room, you're still going to get some pain or some injuries, right? So you might as well go enjoy your life and, and, and skateboard and, and, and run and exercise and lift with your back and, and do all the things you enjoy. But um, really it comes down to dosage and how much rest you take from the exercise. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's so true. I, uh, you know, and I, I kind of, I even, whenever I, you know, every once in a while I'll do a couple of the exercises at the skate park. And people will tell me, oh, yeah, you learned those from, from your sprained ankle thing, right? And, yeah. and, and and one time I thought about it and I thought, you know, I know why I still do this. Because I'm selfish. Because I want to keep doing this. And that, and you know, when I realized, wait, why do I keep doing this? And I, and I realized, gosh, I'm just selfish. And that's not a bad thing because I want to yeah, keep doing this, you know? Not wanting to get hurt, I, maybe we'll use a better word. You will self-serving, yeah, <laughs> um, than selfish because you're actually up here trying to uh, promote your friends and in your in your cohorts to not get hurt. And so that's the opposite, selfish. So um, yeah, like I said, you're self-serving in, in that you you don't want to get hurt, and this is working for you. Yeah, it really is. How how much is a, a series? Uh, or, or like, you know, what is a typical series of physical therapy? What is the cost? And, and is it covered by most insurance? Yeah, it's covered by almost all insurances. Sometimes you have a deductible if you're on a network and you have to meet that. But, you know, that's, that's stuff we have our office work with. And they're really good at making sure you understand how much it's going to cost you if you did six or eight visits. I mean, it, for some insurances, it might cost you $20 a visit and that's it. And the insurance covers the rest. For other insurances, you might have a five thousand dollar deductible before it pays for everything, mm. and then you end up paying, you know, between you know eighty to one hundred and twenty dollars per visit, depending on what we're doing. And I do have a, a six visit um, special that I always run, where you get the evaluation, the treatments, and you get six of them for uh, three uh, three ninety nine. Mm. That's see, that's not that bad in my opinion. No, it's you know it's actually probably a, a two thirds the price of what other clinics are charging, mm. uh, and I do one on one care, <laughs> and yeah. the other ones are just putting you in a group where they kind of you know mill you through, and then they just they give you two exercises that are not going to help, unfortunately. Um, so that's the other buyer beware. If you're in physical therapy and you're you're not one to one with your physical therapist. Uh, and you're doing exercises by yourself or with someone that is an unskilled aide, and they don't have the word, the letters PT or PTA, which is an assistant, uh, behind their name, you're not getting physical therapy. You're just being milled through, and you're not going to get better. Yeah. How, how does someone know if they have an injury that requires physical therapy? Uh, that's a great question, actually. Um, so I, I use my litmus test of, um, so say you start having pain in your knee because you've been, you've been, uh, riding a little longer this week, a little more, or you started doing something different okay. and your knee starts hurting. If you, uh, if you have to change the way you skateboard, ride, run, uh, jump or play because of the pain, that's an injury type pain. So I have to change my form. 
because of pain. Remember, that's like my litmus test. Can you can you do things in pain? Of course you can. Uh, everybody does. But once you have to change the way you do it because of pain, I consider that more than a five out of a ten. Yeah. And that's when you're going to have to actively rest and recover for two or three days and see if it goes away with not doing the sport at 100%, maybe do it 10 or 15%, and still moving that body part, but not icing it and definitely not putting it in braces. Gosh, now, that, you... that made me just realize something. You, you okay. probably don't remember this, but when I came to you, yeah. I was already experimenting with riding with ankle braces. And, yeah. that, and that was the first thing you told me. You said... Well, did you always skate with these? And I said, well, of course not. I'm, I'm older now. I need them. And you said, no, that's the worst thing ever. You're altering what you're doing. Man, I just thought of that. I totally yeah, yeah. forgot about it. Remember when I was where I had I had spent like hundreds and hundreds of dollars because I bought a bunch because I wanted to be ahead because I didn't want right. to, you know what I mean? Because I was busting them. And you were right. like, this is the worst possible thing for you to do. You need to get your ankle back to strength. Right. And get it to know where it is in space again. You won't right. need these. You're hurting yourself. I totally yeah. forgot all about, about yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of people come in with those back braces and ankle braces, elbow braces, and they're all wrapped up. And and so initially it's fine, you know, like one or two days. You want to protect it. That's fine. But after that, you are hurting yourself. You know, if you have a permanent injury, maybe one of your nerves got sliced or something like that, and you have no muscle control, and you can you want to ride, you know what, put it in a brace that can do the job of a muscle that's never coming back. Perfect. Go for it. But if you have muscles that work normal, braces are always going to make you um, weaker worse and more dependent on the brace, and then that might actually kind of cause maybe some weakness or something like that, and then you're walking and not even riding, and you end up getting spraining your ankle because... You're getting weak because of overbracing. Incredible, incredible. All right, the last question. God, that's just, I can't believe I remembered that. All right, the last question is physical therapy. It seems so, when I bring it up to people, like I got a friend, for example, he wears the knee braces at the skate park. I got another friend who wears ankle braces at the skate park. I got other friends who wear like a, 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 a knee ankle brace thing. And I, and I told them, you know, about you and stuff and, and, it, they always look at me like it's, you know, they have these eyes that it just, I can already tell they think tedious, boring. I don't, I don't even want to talk about this. I just want to put my brace on in the morning and take it off after we skate. What do you, what, do, what can I say to those people to, I mean, I'm going to tell them the benefits. I'm going to tell them the incentives. I'm going to, they're going to see me doing what I'm doing at this advanced, you know, I'm not young. So they're seeing me outperform dudes that are younger how, how do i how do i how do i tell them in a better way or is there even a way to do that well you know honestly that's the fault of the physical therapists i saw before or maybe even just their perceived idea of what pt is and they're just lying on a bed uh doing alphabets with their ankles and using a therapy band and then getting put on ice and getting a massage yeah. And that is old-fashioned, again, 17, 50-year-old physical therapy. So you have to kind of like, you have to put it in a way and present it in a way that say, you know what, um, you're going to do one or two exercises. He's going to look at the way you, what you're having trouble with. 
He's going to evaluate it, and he's going to give you one or two exercises that you can do that you don't have to spend forever, and he's not going to take you out of your sport. He's going to, and, and you're going to get better at it, and you're going to you're going to improve, and you're going to attain what you want for a goal. So to motivate someone is, do you want to take off the brace? No, I don't care about the brace, and they're never going to come see me. Yeah. You have to find out their why. Why do you want to come see a physical therapist? You wanted to not roll your ankles, and you didn't want to wear braces, so you came to a physical therapist. Yeah. And they've gone to PTs that have done the the worst, like, mill care, and if milling it out is like, just here, do these exercises on a piece of paper, and they're boring, and they don't help at all. And they've gone through that, so hey, it's all like that. And so they've painted me with the same brush of yeah. he's gonna be boring, he's gonna not care about what my, he's not gonna understand. He doesn't he doesn't ride, he doesn't yeah. skate. How the hell does he know what I need to do? And so you have to kind of paint it in a way of it's, it's gonna take two or three visits. It's gonna be really quick, easy. You're gonna enjoy it. He's gonna make sure it goes to your goals, what you want, and you'll get you'll get that. You will lose the brace, and you'll get stronger. You'll be able to ride longer. You'll be able to jump further or higher, and you won't get hurt, and you won't hurt at night. Who knows? Yeah. You won't swim up. You have to find out what it is that they want, and then I will find out what they want. Yeah. And I will ask them the same questions. What do you want from me? They're like, well, I don't want anything from you. I'm like, well, get out of my clinic and come back <laughs> when you want something from me. And then I'm not going to take your money and, and give you stuff that you don't want. So... Yeah, come back when you're ready. Yeah. Man, this has been so enlightening. Thank you so much. I Please say your website and your phone number one more time. Sure. The name of the clinic is Tried and True Physio, and it's uh, triedandtruephysio.com. And then uh, the, cl- the clinic's in uh, El Cajon at uh, North Johnson Ave, right underneath the Hacienda restaurant. So after PT, get some uh, some good Mexican food. Oh, nice. And then, yeah, some delicious and then uh, phone number is 619-444-6113. Perfect. Hey, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And um, who knows, maybe in a year or two we'll do it again. And, uh, hopefully I won't have any injuries then. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, Ezra. Thank you.